0: This is Original Six. Welcome back to the Original Six podcast. Ryan Savine, as always, joined by Paul Ananitis, but no Zach Mullen this week. Couldn't take the heat. Didn't like the league, the uh, the Leafs this week, so he's out. He's done taking the week off. What a guy! What a guy! How's it going, Paul?
1: uh you know not as fired up as usual because of the least performance this week but you know we're going
0: yeah it's going before we start i just want to ask you uh when it is what when it is when is it Wh- when is what the parade because we beat the the uh, the winless blackhawks last night so i figured oh yeah i know right
1: Hallelujah. we should we should
0: start planning the parade now
1: yes we really should we, we took an 0-5-2 team into overtime. They have two points this season, and one of them is from us.
0: You know last night's game, when they, when Chicago and Doc opened the scoring to make it 1-0, that was the first time they've led in a game all season. Yeah, of course it had to be against us. Classic. I thought we were going to lose, to be honest. So did I, but what do you know?
1: I'm happy we got the two points, that's for sure, but
0: yep. it wasn't a convincing two points. That's true. I mean, hey, we won a game step in the right direction. So uh, we'll see what happens from there. But if you're joining us, thank you very much. As always, we do really appreciate uh, all of you who listen on a weekly basis or once a month when I beg you to. Uh, So thank you (laughs) for that. Appreciate it. Uh, If you're new here, make sure to follow, subscribe all that jazz on whatever podcast streaming platform you use and uh, check us out on Instagram at original six podcast, where we do this cool goal prediction series. So before every game, uh, we post our predictions and ask you, our followers, to predict who you think from each team will score our first goal or their team's first goal of the game, sorry. And uh, if you get it right, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. And this week, we have our first correct prediction of the season, and that's from Jacob Cohen. He correctly guessed Matthews and Aho on Monday when the Leafs played the Carolina Hurricanes. So, well done, Jacob. Keep up the great work. Took the best two players in the game, so... <laughs> It just happened to work out. Usually it doesn't work like that, to be fair. No. But some games it just does, I guess. It's usually I find like one team's best score or like a predictable pick and then some like fourth line scrub you've never heard of. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I'm just trying to buy time so we don't have to talk about this garbage week that we had.
1: I think we kind of have to talk about it though.
0: Uh, it's brutal. It's awful, but you know, whatever. All right. Let's move into weekend in review. The Maple Leafs with the astounding one three and O record. Oh yes, fantastic, bloody fantastic! Mm-hmm. I just want to—I want to look at our predictions for this week. Do you have so, to? Yes, you you. So we we actually predicted for three games because we recorded a day later than we originally thought. So in in three games, you <sighs> predicted three O and O. Jesus! And Zach and I
1: both had two one and oh. Wow, the confidence we have for this team is insane. I mean, we were all correct in that they didn't have any overtime losses, so. There's that fair point, fair point. All right,
0: let's let's look at this week. Um, To start us off, we have a 5-3 loss Mm. versus San Jose. Mm. Uh, This was the first night of the back to back. I remember last week we spoke about hope like we were all kind of hoping that Hutchinson would get the start, knowing that the next day We'd be playing Pittsburgh, something that Babcock wouldn't do in, in starting the backup against what you would assume is the easier opponent on the first night. What's what were some major takeaways from this game?
1: I mean, we just looked considerably slow the entire game. And there wasn't our, our top forwards weren't really doing anything. It was mostly, it was just the bottom six lines that gave us like that oomph that we needed to try and get us back into the game especially like spedza
0: he's been fantastic
1: yeah who's literally been our probably our best player besides nylander
0: yeah well up until last night's game spedza was sole in sole possession of our team's leading goals correct and nylander i believe tied him last night
1: yeah he did with that overtime winner but yeah just overall just like such a boring game to watch on the leaf side and like you're thinking against San Jose, like a, a team that we should beat on, like on paper, we should beat. We, we we played horrible. And like this whole week, which we'll probably discuss even more, but like the defense.
0: Oh, man. It's has been
1: awful. been awful. Just terrible. I feel like Muzzin's playing injured. Yeah. It just looks like it. Hall is playing like he has no arms and legs because he's been <laughs> playing terrible. He. I think it. I think there was a stat that said Muzzin and Hull, that defensive pairing, have been on for I uh, ten goals already this season.
0: I mean, I know that the two of them hold the first and second worst plus minus on the team.
1: Minus seven and minus eight, right?
0: Yeah, for Hull and Muzzin, respectively. So I mean, Could they don't really—they don't even pass the eye test. I mean, sometimes you can have bad numbers, but things look like they look like they're playing well, or you can have vice versa, mm-hmm. but. Not only are the numbers bad, but they don't look good either. Like, just watching the two
1: of them, they yeah. don't look like their normal selves. Matthews was not happy with uh, with Hall yesterday's game. No. Against Chicago, but we'll probably speak about that when we talk about that game. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I find, or at least I found with the San Jose game, a team that on paper we should beat. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you got the aging defensive core and Logan Couture, who's still the captain and still plays hockey apparently, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, we just got outworked on on every aspect of the game. We got outworked. They beat us to the puck battles. And it looks like the typical case with the Leafs where they underestimate an opponent they should beat and just don't have an answer.
1: Just like the Pittsburgh game. Oh, God. Which, oh, my God. Like, you can't, like, 7-1 loss, no Crosby, no Malkin. No Latang, no, no Carter, Lu-Tang, no Jeff Carter, and we lose seven one. Like that was an not embarrassment. Much to say, there's not much to say about that game except for what you just said. It was just an embarrassing game all around. Like
0: they that's gave up.
1: It. It's not simple. They, they gave. up. They didn't even start. Yeah, they didn't even start to give up. They like just from the from the start, they just flat footed the whole game. No, no battle, no puck battles, no nothing. Like no creativity whatsoever. They just look flat.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's
1: all I have to say about that. I would
0: normally when, when you, when a team is a bad stretch like this, you know, it's a team effort and a team is the reason why they lose. Although in this game specifically, I'm not going to say every goal was Campbell's fault, but he did not look good. No, not at all. He let in some soft ones. There were, there were some ones, you know, bad defensive play turnovers, where you could look at it like, could he have made a save? Sure. But it wasn't his fault. But, you know, there were a couple that you look at, like, you have to have that. Yeah, for sure. And and he just didn't, he wasn't the reason, but he didn't help. Yeah, 100%. I also will add, sorry, oh, yeah, I'm backtracking to the San Jose game, but Andre Cash's uh, first goal is a Maple Leaf. Correct. He almost got injured in the same play two different times. I know. And he <laughs> scored the goal, but a goal nonetheless, I mean. That was San Jose, but Pittsburgh, I mean, that that's brutal. Even even being on the second half of a back-to-back to lose seven-one to an to I, I would say what is a 50% AHL roster. I might be a little like generous. 60
1: 65, yeah.
0: A little generous. Like we made Drew O'Connor look like an all-star.
1: Yeah, man. Like, and I
0: just learned who that is five yeah, days the, ago. The
1: guy had two goals. And did he have an assist? Probably. No, no he didn't. But he had two Evan Rodriguez,
0: I think, had four points in that game.
1: Rodriguez had a goal and an assist.
0: Oh, someone someone had four points in that game for Pittsburgh.
1: Pedersen had three points. There it is. Yeah, Marcus Pedersen. Yeah. And I was like, who is this O'Connor guy? Like, he scored. And I'm like, who scored? And then my cousin's like, O'Connor. Oh, and I was like, huh? O'Connor
0: oh, McDavid. That would be nice.
1: Yeah, O'Connor oh, McDavid. Yes, that's him. That's yeah. him playing on Pittsburgh now.
0: Yeah. But yeah, th- this was an atrocious atrocity. An atrocity? Is that a word? I think so. I would hope so. It was an atrocious game. Yeah, I think game. it is. I think it is. Yeah. It, it was a terrible game all around. Like that, that kind of effort takes me back to a game I was fortunate enough to be at. And I think it was 2013 when we lost to Nashville 9 2.
1: You were at that game? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's when my all friend, hell broke uh,
0: loose. yeah, my friend gave me tickets for my birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday. Here's a crappy game.
0: Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I went to that game. Fox. Yeah. So that was Pittsburgh. Then we move on to Carolina. Oh, I, I will also mention that Pittsburgh game was the first time Kapanen played against the Leafs since leaving. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Which which feels like a long time ago, but with uh, the, the shortened COVID season, then the North division uh, mm-hmm. last year, that was the first time he played against the Leafs crazy yeah then we move on to carolina first game against frederick Freddy. anderson who people have been early whispering with the word vesna trophy
1: in well, I mean, the same he's like sentence 6-0 oh, and
0: oh. yeah it's incredible i mean i mean look he he has the potential to be a great goalie and we know that he also so has to, like a really good defensive core in front of him fantastic that that team is is great because what carolina does is they They absolutely pepper you with offense and shots. And then if for whatever reason you can break out and get some extended offensive zone
1: time, their defense is just fantastic. They're a fantastic shutdown team. Like we only had, we only had 25 shots and like, we've been averaging 30 to 40 shots a a game this season. Yeah. And when Matthews got his first goal of the season, four minutes in, I was like, Oh First goal in four minutes.
0: Yeah, like you scored, thought this like, this is the breakout. Like here yeah, we go. Yeah, th-
1: like this is where we keep this is where we go. Like this is where we start. Yeah. And then after Matthew scored, it was just downhill from there.
0: Yeah. Freddie shut the door. I mean, didn't have to do very much or anything crazy, but he he played well. He looked pretty good.
1: We we did not have over ten shots in any of the periods against Carolina. Yeah. Eight, eight,
0: and Yeah. Which I, which I mean is not inherently terrible. Like if you got nine shots a period and finished a game with 27 shots, like that's not bad. I know, but for the Leafs, it's, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think with the Carolina game, I mean, we gave up the lead. And then this, this feeling of why can't we win? Why can't we hold leads? Like all of this is just resurfacing from the past few games. And we just couldn't battle back. And the defense I thought in this game mm. particularly
1: looked awful. Mm. The defense just – I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing either. Yeah. They've just been, like, so bad. Like, getting outskated by a mile. Yeah. Like, just getting blown by by the other players' offense. Offense. And just nothing – like, they can't break it out. They just throw it away. And remember, in the offensive zone – we're we're creating opportunities, doing a nice cycle, and then they just shoot it at the forward skate. Yeah. Or on the ground, and then the and then the one of the defensemen will just stop the puck.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't even say any of our defensemen have stood out to me for doing anything particularly well. Yeah, me neither. Defensively, at least. I mean, I know you could look at uh, Riley and Sandine, who've been decent offensively, but they in our own zone, decent offensively though. In our own zone, they have looked mm. bad, really bad. Agreed. And then we go to last night's game, which I mean, thankfully, they they managed to to come bu- come from behind, win a three two in overtime against the struggling Chicago Blackhawks. And I know we'll kind of get into what's been going around and going on within the Blackhawks organization. I I truly thought. You know chicago coming in winless with all this adversity with what's been going on with the uh, sexual assault investigation
1: and majority of their team has been on COVID protocol
0: yeah like like Taves was the last playing strome yeah
1: like these guys all come in i thought we were gonna lose so did i when we went down to nothing after that first period i was like oh my goodness like are we really gonna give chicago their first win of the season like come on
0: yeah so we go down to i mean doc's goal beautiful oh that was filthy Beautiful. He made Musin look terrible. Yeah, common thread. Uh, <laughs> De Brink's goal is pretty nice too.
1: It was a, it was a, it was a really, really nice shot on the breakaway. Yeah, but although but, it was with avoidable. Goal though. Why was Hull at center ice? Well, so so if you like, I was I just watched
0: the highlights this morning because I was kind of watching the game in part last night when it was on. So we are we're, we were exiting our zone and changing at the same time. So half the guys were by the bench and the other half were skating up the ice either to join the play or to go towards the bench and change. And we turned the puck over at the benches and then they passed it the other way. So Hall was trying to join the play as it went up and the puck just came the other way and they split the defense.
1: At least we made a comeback. Yeah. And what I really loved about the Chicago game is how much Matthews was caring
0: yeah, about winning
1: well. and and he was he was he was getting so pissed off like you could see like the cameras were always on him. He was giving Hall a little bit of a, a little pep bit talk. of uh pep talk. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> but remember, like, if you guys saw the game, whoever's listening, when there was a two on one for Chicago, Hall could have easily went to go get the puck, but backed off and created a two on one. And you just see the camera turn to Matthews and him shouting at him to go get the puck. <laughs> Or like when Hull went offside, Matthews just goes, "Oh my god, he's so slow." Yeah. I mean, you can't be mad at Matthews for getting frustrated.
0: No, because if anything, that shows you how much he cares, which is a good thing.
1: And how happy he was when Nylander scored the OT winner.
0: Oh, he jumped he like chirping, crazy. He,
1: he was jumping like so happy. He was chirping the Chicago fans, like banging on the boards. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see. At least, at least it's at least it's nice to see that we like one of our stars is really caring. Yep, for sure. I mean,
0: that's also the big criticism, right, is that these guys don't play with enough heart or drive. So to see that, I mean, it's it's not going to score a goal for you, but, it, you know, it's a step in the right direction. It definitely could. I mean, Pissed he, off he is skilled enough to score. Matt so so giving him that extra motivation, yes. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: don't that, have anything that would wrong good. with Nylander's play. It's just like from our big four, I'd say for sure, Nylander's the best so far. Yeah, Matthews but I mean, puppy. he also
0: he also took a couple games off, right? Like didn't really do okay. much in San Jose, Pittsburgh, or Carolina, but not not that anybody did.
1: Yeah, nobody did anything in those games.
0: Um, last night with uh, in the Chicago game, Tavares scores his second goal of the year, but I mean his first real goal of the season. Oh yeah, his, his first one came in San Jose when the puck hit him in the arm. He'll take it, but that was yeah. a nice backhand. Yep, very nice. And then Camp. Uh, he, that, I would say that's the biggest goal of the season.
1: I called him scoring, but I called him for the first goal.
0: Yeah. Damn. I mean, he he scores that goal. I mean, a, a no-look backhand that Lankanen probably should have saved, but I think a great pass by Sandine caught a lot of people on the ice off guard. So when, when
1: Camp just fired it home, I think it was pretty surprising for a lot of people. I honestly didn't expect it either. And Lankanen was playing so well that game to just let yeah. that goal in to tie it. it was- yeah.
0: But no, I, I think that was the biggest goal of the season so far. You you kind of saw the reaction of the guys on the ice, how how happy they were, not only for Camp scoring his, his first of the season as a Maple Leaf, against his former team,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tying the game up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and from that point on, you know, the rest of the third, the rest of and until uh, we eventually win the game in overtime, it seemed like they had a little bit of a jump in their step that we'd been missing.
1: Yeah. And like, if you it, saw the bench reaction when they scored, like they were all like, Freaking out. So yeah. Like this is our moment. Okay. We can win this game. Mm -hmm. And then we'll worry about the next ones as they come.
0: Yeah. And then obviously, you know the rest. Matthews up to Nylander on the breakaway. Five hole. Time for a parade. We beat the winless (laughs) Blackhawks. Yep. So I think probably the worst week in uh for the Leafs that we've had since we started the podcast last January. I guess this January, technically. Like regular season-wise, yeah. Yep. Um, that was bad, but look, I think the win against Chicago is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you lose to San Jose and Pittsburgh, two games, you probably should have win Carolina. You know, if you lose to Carolina after winning two games before, it's no big deal because they are a good team. Oh yeah. Fantastic team. But we battled back against the Hawks. I mean, look, it's not like we were four and oh this week and sure. I'd rather, you know, in our nine games played be nine and oh, Mm-hmm you know, you, you have to start somewhere. And and sometimes um, you, you take a win and you just go
1: game by game. And it's kind of cliche. And we hear coaches say that a lot. Yeah, just take it one game at a time. Exactly. And also, but it's like true, you, though. You can't worry about the games ahead when you're trying to focus on the one you're playing in.
0: Yeah. And I think looking back at the games, I mean, we didn't play fantastically, but there were a lot of things that they were
1: doing well. And it seems like things just weren't going our way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you see some of the stats they pulled up? Like the in Leafs the game last night, first yeah. the the Leafs have been first in every category, like shots, shots per game, shots in the slot, offensive opportunities created, yeah. And and we've averaged two goals a game. So like yeah. eventually, th- these opportunities will lead to goals. Yeah, we're getting a lot
0: of like slot high danger chances. Um, I mean, I I think I wrote down we're averaging thirty four point four shots per game. mm Hmm. So, I mean, sure, they're not playing fantastically, but you have to chalk it up to not a lot of puck luck either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the saying goes, you have to be good to be lucky, and you have to be lucky to be good. And I don't think we're either right now. No, not at all. So so as it stands, we've played the most games in the NHL. Like usual. Yeah, we're always ahead of the, the schedule there. Three, four, and one, seven points, fifth in the Atlantic. Only two points out of a playoff spot, but I mean. It's it's pretty early, early only 2 weeks in so i mean what what's what's going on with this team like that's that's the question right like what's the
1: issue here I, I mean like i don't see any drive in these guys so far this year like after what happened in the playoffs to montreal i would have assumed they were pissed off fired up to start a new season and show the world that they're a different team but they're just showing the they're just showing the hockey world that the Leafs just choke. They just don't play well when yep. they don't like at all. They don't play with a chip on their shoulder. Like they should. Yeah. They don't have that drive, that energy that I, I want to see. They don't like nothing is really going right. And I hope something can change that. And you never know what can change it, but a lot, you know, if you follow like Leafs Twitter and everyone knows like Leaf fans are blowing up right now and, yeah. They want to see some classic, major changes, sure. but like it's classic, but you, you yeah. just want to, you just want to see the team win and you just don't know what's wrong. But like, I think the the main thing is there's no heart. There's no drive. There's no incentive in this team to like win. And it's, it's really frustrating after what happened last year and how we ended.
0: Yeah. I saw a, a clip of TSN's overdrive podcast where the guys were mm-hmm. speaking about, you know, obviously pointing at Matthews, Martin or Nylander, how these young kids demanded big contracts got paid. And earned a an undeserved sense of entitlement. I mean, Nylander deserved it. He he deserves it now more than he did. But you know, you, you still yeah. put him in that group, right? Where young guys, I mean, sure, they're great in the regular season, but they haven't proven themselves where it matters. I mean, I think Nylander proved himself last playoffs, just no one else around him helped. That's true. That's true. I mean, he last year he was the the bright spot in that series, but yeah, for sure. Him and Campbell. Yeah. Um, so lot, we we kind of spoke about last night's game. Do you think it's a step in the right direction? I mean, you, you can't read too much into it the same way. You can't really read too much into a stretch of bad games this early in the season. But, but you know, what does it also mean when at this time in in most seasons we're, we're a high-powered offensive team who maybe isn't playing great defense, but now we're a poor defensive team who can't score either?
1: I mean, I guess there's there's no... I, there's no wrong direction now. Like you can't be a getting any worse than it is now. So I guess that win is definitely a step in the right direction because we got to win. And I will give them some confidence, even though they took the worst team in the NHL to overtime, but still it'll, it'll give them confidence to move forward and, and play better. And, and as Nylander said in one of his, one of his interviews, not feel sorry for ourselves, yeah. which they shouldn't have anyways. But yeah, I, th- I do think it's a step in the right direction. We'll see what happens uh, against Detroit, Detroit on Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to that be game. Another winnable game.
0: Yeah, I'll be in the building.
1: Hey, you working it? Or are you going? just?
0: To... No, I'm just going, just going as a fan. As Hopefully, a fan. not get my, my heart broken once again. Um, I only hope not. Yeah. I mean, I think it has to, the win has to be a step in the right direction. You know, one game at a time, like we said, you take that momentum and you, you go into the game against Detroit. Hopefully you get a win there. Then looking ahead, you have a couple of good teams in Vegas and Tampa coming up. And it, it's easy to say, oh, oh, crap, like we have Vegas and Tampa coming up. But looking at the standings, I mean, Vegas just won two in a row. But I mean, they were, I think, one in three or one in four before then. Tampa's been okay, but now they're without Kucherov. So as daunting as it might be to look ahead at those games, you have to take it one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of spoke about who... Who needs to be better at this point? Like who, if you had to pick out, yes, everyone, that's for sure. But who, who specifically has to be better? If you
1: had to say one player. Marner. Yeah. For sure. Marner. That's my one player. Yeah. He's looked very ordinary. Eight, eight games. He has two points. Yeah. What the heck? Like if if I had to pick someone that, that has to be playing well and that stand out it's Marner. If I had to pick anybody that should be playing well probably nick ritchie because my god he's done nothing oh he's
0: been terrible but i mean awful
1: terrible like literally the like <laughs> the worst player on our team like it's it's bad
0: he's on the fourth I line right now
1: anything right like he's on the nothing. fourth line yeah he started on the first line and now he's on the fourth line so that says something
0: i have a i have a very bold idea for nick ritchie give him hamburgers i mean yeah the baconator um he he's been awful i mean terrible. he he has looked terrible. Very quickly. I mean, I remember at this point last week, we were saying, how soon does Bunting get a look at the top line? And it seems like the next day was kind of
1: literally 12 hours later where they switched him.
0: Yeah. The downfall of Richie. He was on the second line. Now he's dropped down to the fourth. And the power play has also been very bad.
1: Oh my God. Every game it's been 0-3. We've had three power plays for the last like four games 0-3 every time.
0: Last night against Chicago, it looked good. It looked better than normal, not as... We had more opportunities. Yeah,
1: not as stagnant, not as predictable, but obviously they didn't score. I feel like Manny Malhotra are still doing the power play, even though they said they changed it. Who knows? It just looks like nothing's happened, like nothing's changed to that power play and their tactics. It's just yeah the same. So
0: our power play right now is operating at 12%. Fifth worst in the NHL. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. not the worst. Um, two teams below us. In uh, power play percentage that are surprising, Colorado and Vegas. Vegas has yet to score a power play goal this season. Wow! But I mean, they're we top play line, them next week. Their top line has been pretty banged up. I mean, Patch Reddy's out, Stone is out. Yeah, they're LTIR. Yeah, but I mean, they they sh- they should be better than they are. Anyways, yeah, fifth worst power play in the NHL. So here's here's my idea. Richie has been awful. Getting a Pat in po- front and, of the net, and the power play is awful. Right now, he's on the second unit. Mm-hmm. Take a shot. You put him on the first unit. I don't necessarily know who you take out, out of those guys, but let's just say so, for argument's mm-hmm. sake, it's,
1: it's Tavares. Tavares or, he's the or guy Mielander. that's in front of the net usually.
0: Yeah. You're not taking out Matthews and Marner. You're not taking out Riley. So let's say. Well, you let's could take say, out Riley and put Sandine. But I mean, to get Richie in, you're not going to yeah, take yeah. out Riley. So let's say for argument's sake, you remove Tavares. Mm hmm. You put Richie up in there, in front of the net, and hopefully that the new body in Richie can spark the power play, and in doing so, in doing so, the power
1: play can inadvertently spark Richie as well. I mean, to be fair, we did that with Simmons last year. We put his body in front of the net. And he got a good amount of power play goals. Yeah, before you' don't have injury. to be the prettiest goals, but hey, a goal's a goal. Yeah, and the second power play
0: unit, I'd say, like on average, has looked better than the first. So yeah. if you give Tavares maybe a shot on that unit against a team's second penalty killing unit. Maybe that can jumpstart him as well. Agreed. Right. It, There's I so think many changes we shot. can
1: make. There's so many changes we can make. It's just, they, they don't happen. And uh, everyone in Leafs, you know, something's wrong when Leafs nation agrees with something. Like all of these nation agrees with something. That's when you know that you got to, that something's wrong here. And yeah there's so many changes we can make, especially that like bunting to the first line, like that happened, which was nice to see. Yeah. Well, we kind of knew that was going to happen. We kind of knew. Yeah. But like the power play's been looking bad, change it up. They don't. It's like, why are you sticking with the same stuff? Change yeah. it up. Every other coach isn't afraid to do it. And it works. If it doesn't work, you took a risk, whatever, just go back or, or change it again.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can't get much worse, right? 12% I mean, that's brutal. We should be, we should be hovering around the 30% mark.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: 12% is atrocious.
1: Terrible. Like, what's um, first? What's the first place power play percentage? Do you know? I have here. It's the, I know it's the Oilers. Well, obviously, with that, McDavid and Drysad 42.9%. 40,
0: okay, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. And then you have St. Louis, who's 375 And then it kind of drops down. You have Nashville, Carolina, Philly, just above Nashville. 30. It's oh early. Oh, my goodness, leaves. Come on. It's early. Yeah, that's true. But I I think at this point, they just need to try something new because I don't know what else, at least in regards to the power play, I don't know what else is going on because yeah. this is this is carrying over from the latter half of last season where we started last year with what looked like it had the potential to be the best power play in the NHL. Yeah. And here we are. I mean, it,
1: it's it's been bad. Want an update? Sure. I just saw your eyes light up. The Golden Knights inked their defenseman white. What is it? Oh, my. That's a nice contract. But you know how defensive contracts this year have been ridiculous? Yeah. Like, absolutely insane. So, uh, if it's loading, because my phone's awful. <laughs> but Vegas just uh, re-signed one of their defensemen to a four-year, $16.5 million contract.
0: I don't four know. If, Which defenseman was it? Uh, white Cloud. Four and a half million? Four, four million for him? That seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, yes. he's good.
1: 24 years old, 72 games for the Golden Knights, and a career high in games, 51. His t- career high in points is 12. I mean, that's to be fair, that's a lot more than I expected, but as we said, defensive contracts this year.
0: Yeah. Defense wins championships. Okay, before we move on to some latest <laughs> news and, and looking ahead, have there been any bright spots? that you can, that we can kind of identify from this past week, like anything you looked at, like,
1: okay, sure. You know, I'll take it. I guess Matthew's being fired up in a uh, Chicago's game and showing the passion that he has. Um, There's I mean, not many bright spots said... really from this week, but I guess speds up playing well is yeah. nice to see. Cause he's you always been... want to see those veterans like produce, I guess.
0: Yeah. He's been our most consistent player this season for sure. For sure. I mean, good for him, but the fact that he's tied for our team leading goals is kind of sad.
1: Literally, like a thirty-seven-year-old is is tied for for a team's lead in goals. Like when you have Matthews and Tavares, and other goal scorers, like yeah. I think
0: yeah. Uh, I think Sandines actually looked pretty
1: good. Yeah, Sandine hasn't looked like that his, offensively. His his defensive play hasn't made me pull That's my hair what I was out. Say. Like offensively, he's looked nice, but defensively, my goodness, it scares me.
0: No, we can't break. I, but up I the mean,
1: puck. right? But like that's the team. That's not just him. I know, but like when he has the puck in the defensive zone, you see it. Like with the other defensemen, they just been, haven't been doing anything this year.
0: Yeah, you you know what else I I notice about this team? Well, I mean, turnovers are killing us. Big time. Oh my goodness. Isn't that the story of our lives? With these guys? <laughs> I mean, for years ago, at first it wasn't, we couldn't clear our zone. Um, and now it, it's yeah, and we can't put the puck
1: on our own sticks.
0: It's it's turnovers big time, but it also seems like over the past week there have been two or three, and this kind of goes towards, we have these opportunities statistically where we should be scoring. Mm-hmm. It seems like two or three times a game. We have a moment offensively, where we generate some chances, and there the opposing goalie is kind of scrambling in their crease, and it's just all hands on deck, rushing the net, and everyone trying to whack in a loose puck. Where you're looking like, how do we not score? It's a like houseie kids, it's
1: like a bunch of bananas.
0: Yeah, you you look at these scenarios like happens. It seems like it happens so often where the puck is just rolling around in the crease in front of the net. Everyone's whacking at it, and. We've seen a few goals like this for the Leafs this season, but it, it it seems like every game we have these moments where there's a mad scramble in front. We should be scoring and just don't get the result. I know. I don't know. Like, have you been noticing that too? Oh yeah, huge scrambles. Like de- defensemen from the other team. Like there's like four crawling in, in front of the net. Like it's it's ridiculous. We haven't found goals that way. Yeah, no.
1: It's like it's like desperation.
0: Yeah, that's what it I is. I think Spezza got. A goal in that kind of scenario against San Jose, I believe. Yes, but I, I like they've got to, got to tighten up. Oh, yeah,
1: Real oh, bad. yeah, there's a lot of work needed to, to be done. Like, nothing, nobody's no, well, some actually three teams are perfect this year, but
0: yeah, nobody's perfect, that but there's a few perfect,
1: teams. nobody's perfect, but there's a few perfect so far. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we got a lot of money, we got a lot of money, we got a lot of work to do, we do have a lot of money. <laughs> Well, we got a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah. Um, Moving on, you know, some a lighter spot. I mean, obviously, anti-Leafs as we move into some latest news and headlines. Game against Carolina. First time the Leafs have played the Hurricanes since the uh, infamous David Ayers game from two years ago. David Ayers was invited to the game as the uh, game opening siren sounder against the
1: Leafs. Of course. Hilarious. Of course. They're such they such trolls, Carolina. It's they actually are. hilarious. You see so what like they, uh, I don't I, I didn't, I didn't I wasn't surprised when they did that. It was kind of funny.
0: It was hilarious. You see what they did with Montreal also? They, they I think the game before they played the Leafs, they played the Habs, played the Habs like two games before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they trolled oh, yeah. them I did for the, the Habs whole, uh, Yeah, for the whole Kot situation. Great. <laughs> if anyone listening doesn't follow the Carolina Hurricanes on any sort of social media, that's a must follow.
1: absolutely hilarious hilarious Hilarious. speaking of uh
0: social media i actually just saw this uh before we started recording uh austin matthews on his instagram posted this absolutely hilarious video um i haven't seen it yet i saw oh my god i was doing
1: i was doing some uh you have it's fantastic
0: you have to go watch it for anyone listening who hasn't seen it go and go and check out his instagram um so he's once again, this this year, going to be raising money uh, for November in support of men's mental health, suicide prevention, and testicular and prostate cancer research. Uh, so he'll be, he'll be participating in November. Obviously, he already has the mustache. Last season, he tried to raise $134,000. And if he did, he would shave his mustache, doing it once again this year. I mean, the, the video is spectacular. I need to see it now. You have to go watch it. It's great. So check out the video. If you haven't seen it, and uh, if, you know, if you're know if you in a position where you can donate, absolutely uh, go and do that. But check out the video. It's, that's fantastic.
1: What a guy. Yeah. I think it'd be weird to see him without the stash at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's shaved the stash in like two years. Yeah.
0: I must ask you a question, but I think I'll just shave it for later. Sorry, I had to. Let's move on. Uh, uh, I had to throw that one in. Three undefeated teams left uh, around the league so far. So the Hurricanes are 5-0. and Panthers are 7 and 0 And the Blues are also 5-0. I mean,
1: damn. Yeah, Florida. See. Remember when we were doing our predictions and you were saying, watch out for Florida? I do. But well, watch out for Florida. Because if they continue like this, jeez, like they're... they're. Jeez. I watched like whatever games are televised, I guess. Like I watched some of the Florida game and they looked... Ooh, they looked really good.
0: Very good. Um, yeah, I mean, St. Louis kind of surprised me because they yeah, should be too. good, but last year they were awful, and oh, Binnington was bad.
1: Oh, Carolina, an
0: Carolina, I mean, I expected them to be good, but 5-0, oh, I mean, it's only five games and it's early. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to obviously a have an incredible season, but, I mean, they're going to do well. Um. I also find this season more than others. It seems like there's a lot of early season surprises with the way certain teams have been playing. For sure. I mean, you look at Buffalo, 4-1 one, and 1. I know, right? Like what the heck? But I didn't saw a they really... start off well last year.
1: Yeah. I think so, vaguely. Yeah, I think they had like a really good start and then they just became Buffalo.
0: Yeah. So you have Buffalo who's 4-1 one, and 1. San Jose is 4-2 and 0, oh, but they've looked good. 4-2 and 0? Oh? 4-2 and 0. Oh. Wow. Uh, I also saw a funny meme the other day, uh, which was a side-by-side photo of Evander Kane for the Sharks and Jack Eichel for the Sabres. And it said, good things happen when you remove toxic players from dressing rooms. Oh. But right. I, I wouldn't read too far into Buffalo and San Jose. I don't think either of them will, will be playoff teams. They're not going to
1: keep it up. No. Neither is Detroit, I don't think.
0: Yeah. So Detroit sits 4-2-1.
1: 4-2-1, Yeah.
0: Yeah some surprise I mean, and then you look there are some bad teams as well we spoke about chicago so they're 05 and 2 to start the year montreal 1 6 and 0 i wouldn't say that's a bad thing for it's, us i guess no i mean i like to see them not doing well but you didn't expect them to be this i'd love bad. to see
1: them lose every single game they just I'm might saying.
0: they just might i hope so i mean obviously we know price is not with the team Mm-mm. uh Either so, I'm so their of... whole
1: team is not there.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Weber's Weber's out, hasn't played a game there yet, and they have looked mortal, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So those those are the big surprises there. Um, at, at this rate, I think Montreal will probably be better than they have been, but they'll be bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to say Chicago will be better, but I don't think they will be. <laughs> and especially, I mean, as as we move into what's going on behind the scenes with the Blackhawks organization right now, it doesn't seem like anything is going right. Um, So, you know, I think it's important that we talk about what's going on there, but also that we don't go into too much detail just because it should be up to everyone if how much or how little they want to know about this situation. But yeah, to kind of sum it up, there's a there's a, an investigation going on of an alleged, but what seems pretty confirmed, uh a sexual assault that happened in 2010. Um, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Stan Bowman just stepped down. Yeah. And there's gonna be a lot of investigations. I know Quenville is gonna be speaking, uh, to the league and the PA cause he was the head coach at the time. Joe Quenneville has a hearing today with Batman. Yeah. Uh, shovel day off who was with the Hawks at the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to learn more, I, I, definitely, uh, I would definitely suggest, uh, you know, doing some research, going ahead seeing what's, what's been going on there. I mean, it, it's a terrible, terrible situation. And I mean, Kyle beach who stepped forward, I mean. Um, the outpour of of support has been fantastic but for for someone who for like that to have suffered in silence for 10 years it's it's terrible
1: mm-hmm. for sure and we'll uh, see what happens we'll see what happens but there's no way like Quineville is going to be coaching again if anything well, if, it, if it if it looks like what's going to happen it's going to happen
0: I mean so the, the reason behind that is it, it's rumored that a lot of people knew about this and didn't yeah, either that's what I heard as well. take it seriously or, or actually go through the process of, of you know, dealing with this properly. I mean, the Hawks have also already been fined $2 million as an organization for their their improper procedures in, in dealing with this, but we'll see what happens. But I mean, mm-hmm. um, our thoughts are with uh, with Kyle Beach and mm-hmm. uh, what he's been going through. And, and hopefully, I mean, obviously, this is a terrible situation, but this can be the cause for a lot of positive change around the league
1: yeah hopefully yeah
0: all right on a lighter note uh a com on an almost comical note a couple Ouch. uh yeah a couple injuries around the league
1: but kucherov eight to ten weeks just had surgery so who are they trading for Eichel. that's what i was gonna say they're not trading for anyone yeah they're gonna trade for Eichel, and then kucherov would come back in playoffs
0: yeah eight to 10 weeks turns into like 20 weeks and he's back for the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And then he's good.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, bring back an old segment that we had last season. Uh, I thought it was a good time because it seems like Leafs nation. is kind of freaking out right now.
1: They not have a totally, lot of
0: totally, not totally unjustified, no, but on our Instagram account, we posted uh, a photo to ask us any questions that you want us to answer because We are experts, obviously. (laughs) Um, Got my experts in leafology in the cereal box, but Ask the Boys is back. So make sure to check us out. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it every week, but uh, it'll be back in regular succession. So, Paul, why don't you take us away with the first question?
1: Yeah, so um, Daniel Bakaris asks, so weird calling him that because my cousin. It's not even his name. But anyways, at this point, even though it's only game eight. Last night versus Chicago's game eight. Do you think big changes, examples, the coach, GM, or a star, are needed? And what I think is that I still think it's early. However, if this play continues for the next two three weeks, then yes, I do think big changes are needed. And I, I I'm not saying big changes aren't needed. I'm just saying they're not needed right now. I think there's small changes that need to be made right now, but no big ones as of yet. I think it's still a little early and I know a lot of Leafs nation has a star in mind that they want to get rid of. And it's obvious who it is. It's Marner ever since he signed that contract, he's been wanted out. And yeah, I do think so. Yeah, I think changes are needed, but not big ones right now. If it continues, then, then yes, Big changes are needed what do you think Ryan
0: I mean you know I'll kind of go into to the question I'm going to answer here too and this is this one from Drew Leafs and he asks uh what needs to change I mean both questions on the similar wavelength because clearly something needs to change um but I'm going to stick with another hockey I mean life cliche but applying it to hockey is that sometimes the only way out is through hmm And so do I think we're going to see any shakeups in terms of GM or coach? No, no, not during the season, at least pending, you know, obviously the Leafs get back on track to where they should be, but I mean, no doubt. This is a talented team who should be a playoff team. Uh, They haven't been playing well, but they their underlying numbers suggest that they should be doing better. And so, to me, what needs to change is the culture around the team. Oof, and you know some some lineup tweaks, stuff like that. But I I don't think we're gonna see big trades. I don't think we're gonna see Dubis or Kief out during this season. You know the 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 storyline going into the season was we believe in our group, and I think even I think eight games that for in, so long. You're right, but even. Even eight games in with a record of um three, three four, and one. one. I don't think that messaging can change. True. I think you've got to stick to it. I mean, we're not gonna continue this season scoring two goals a game. That's just not gonna happen. We're gonna, we're going to break out at some point. And hopefully in two weeks from now, we we look back at this stretch of games and just laugh because that's that's all it was. It was, it was a one-off bad stretch of games. I mean, look Look at last season, too. Didn't we drop five in a row in the second last week of the year? Yeah. Going into the playoffs, right? No one looks at that. I mean, obviously, the playoffs weren't very successful either. That's for sure. But I, I think at this point, you can't make any major changes because it's still so early.
1: Yeah, it's it's eight games. It's too early to, to panic. And I know Leafs Nation always panics, but yeah, eight games in the season, I know it's not how we usually start off but hey like we'll get back on track the stats like as you said like the stats are showing that we're we're getting our opportunities we're getting our chances like averaging 37 shots a game like it's bound like we're bound to score more than two goals eventually
0: yeah we're we're so, a little snake bitten but you know we're not we're not playing as well as we could be in
1: order to get ourselves out of the bad luck as well like there's definitely changes needed but not big changes right now it's too early yeah so that's what i, I saw think. I
0: think it was TSN as well actually. I saw someone was comparing the Leafs to the Raptors and saying they each need what the other has. The Leafs need the culture that the Raptors have and the Raptors need the skill that the Leafs have. Yeah, for sure. So, so we'll see. I mean, I I don't really know how you go about changing the culture
1: of Leafs an organization. Just toxic.
0: Yeah, totally. And it, you know, that's definitely not an overnight change, but I think something has to change in the the regard of their culture and, and, you know, the way they are around as a team. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's just frustrating because we all know what they're capable of and how much better they should be. And the results just aren't there, nor have they been there when it mattered in the playoffs, the last five seasons. Exactly. You know, we're not a young team anymore either. It's not like we have, you know, absurd amount of rookies coming out. Like if, if you're looking at a team, like uh, the Red Wings, the Kings, the the Senators, who senators. Have a good young core. Sure, you know this is maybe the type of start you'd expect from them, but not not from the Maple Leafs. No. So I mean,
1: we'll see what happens, but
0: like I said, look, one game into the week ahead. Yeah, one game at a time. The week ahead, we have two games. We'll probably end up recording our next episode before the following game. So we have Saturday versus Detroit. Who, as we mentioned, four, two, and one. For them, it'll be the second night of a back to back. They'll be in Florida the night before. So I wonder which goalie we get between Grice or Nadelkovic. Um, And notably, no Tyler Batuzzi, as he's unvaccinated, not allowed to play in Canada. Then we have a couple nights off Tuesday at home versus the Vegas Golden Knights, who are three, four, and one. As of now, they've won two in a row. So they were one, four, and one not that long ago. Uh, before they play us, they'll play Anaheim and then have rest. So they could be 4-4-1 four, four and one on a three-game winning streak by the time they, they get to us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at this and not looking at how poorly the Leafs are playing, Detroit shouldn't be an issue. And a banged-up Golden Knights team who hasn't looked great those are two games that, you know, if I'm Sheldon Keith in the Maple Leafs, I'm looking at and saying each game is a must-win game. For
1: sure. For sure. Kind of has to be, really. Yep. That's how I'm taking my prediction. Yeah. You have us uh, 2-0-0. Yep. I know I said undefeated last week, but, like, my goodness. I think after that Chicago win, it, it put a spark in us. And, yeah, like, going into these two games against two beatable teams, like, they should have the mindset to say, okay, come on, boys. Let's do it. We got to we got to get these two wins for the sake of our confidence and mentality, and so the entire Leafs nation doesn't just have a heart attack. Yeah, but yeah, I think 2-0 oh, I know I think we, we should come out with two wins in, in next time we record. Yeah.
0: I mean, we also say beatable in Vegas. I mean, obviously they're still a great team. They've I think they have mm-hmm. a very good defensive core. Yes, in Vegas, but you know, missing their they're two best offensive threats. I mean,
1: yeah, for sure. Also, for even sure. at,
0: even at full strength, the Leafs are, and I mean, should be a good team that can on any night beat any team in the NHL. Doesn't mean they're going to win every night, obviously, but beatable. Yes. Uh, I have one Oh and one. Fair enough. I think we, we beat Detroit Hopefully, hopefully um, I don't know what uh, offhand, the timelines for the Vegas injuries are looking like, but still oh, a good Patrick Padre Reddy's on
1: the LTIR. He's not coming back for our game.
0: Yeah. I think Stone is not day-to-day, but not, not long-term. He's out. That's it. Just out? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I, I'm going to go 1-0-1, which, I mean, I'd be fine with. Obviously, I would prefer 2-0-0. But 1-0-1, yeah. let's take a win. Overtime loss against one of the – like, I'm fine with it, right? Like, got to take a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, three out of the four points won't hurt. It's obvious you want to see them win every game, but it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And, uh, as we mentioned, Zach not here this week, asked him to send us his predictions. He's really taken the week off.
1: Yeah. No predictions for Zach. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Like, I just want to see the drive. I just want to see the energy. I just want to see the confidence that we used to have, like the swagger. Yeah. That exactly. We need it because they don't have to wear suits anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love how, uh, I think we spoke about last week, how Tavares is just coming with an untucked shirt. But I know, still a full hilarious. suit. Yeah, I'm waiting for the drip. Where's the swag? Come
1: on, guys. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Matthews to wear some absurd outfit. Where's the Drew sweater? I'm waiting for it. Yeah, uh, Matthews has like a Drew sweater for every game of the year.
0: Yeah. Well, that is it for us this week here on Original Six. We'll see everyone next week. If you made it this far into the episode, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, subscribe or follow to us on whatever podcast streaming platform you're using. Make sure to check us out on Instagram. Like I said, for our first goal predictions and Paul, I think we need a big one this week. Oh my go Leafs go. Go Leafs go for original six. It's been a pleasure. And remember to take care of the planet. See you next week.